0: All right, welcome to today's podcast. Uh, glad that you would join us on Pastor J.D. 3 uh, We're going to have some interesting discussions today. I believe that this discussion uh, will be something that will be enlightening uh, to all that participate with it. I really want to hear from you. Uh, so uh, after this discussion or even doing a discussion, please uh, write me. Uh, and uh, even uh, those of you who listen on the podcast, you have the option to also uh, audio respond as well. And I'd love to hear your thoughts based upon this subject. So I'll jump in uh, with this thought. Uh, for years, we have declared the church is under attack, <laughs> uh, but honestly, I believe that the church is really being critiqued, and I want you to let that sit in for you. Uh, and so many times, really, honestly, as a, as a man of God, uh, I look at media, uh, and one of the things that's always uh, bothersome is like, man, why are we always under attack? Why are we always in the media? Why are we always being uh, criticized? Why are we always being analyzed? Seems like every other faith is able to stand by its doctrine, stand by its principles, stand by its values, stand by its messenger. Uh, and, and no one else is, is critiqued or even analyzed. we uh, looking at the television programming and all of the television vision programming. The jokes always seem to be aimed at us. And it's like, man, we are being attacked. And for years, honestly, I really did believe this, and I'm sure many of you still believe this today. But What I want to suggest to you, just a thought, just a thought, maybe the church isn't being attacked, but it's being critiqued. Now, there's a difference between an attack, of course, and a critique. An attack is something that is aggressive, uh, that is intentionally trying to harm, uh, to destroy, uh, trying to... uh, to, to prove at some level that maybe it's wrong, that it's fake, or or uh, that it is not sincere or, you know, something along those lines, something that's malicious, uh, something that's bent on anger and hatred and, uh, and that's vengeful in its nature. But I want to suggest to you that really, when you look at this thing, most of what we see is the church being critiqued and critiqued is something different than being attacked. Critique is when someone is looking at something, accepting it for what it is, not in, in, and, and, and let me say this is accepting it for what it is and is comparing it to what it. Claims to be. For instance, when you get a package uh, or when you see a product, right, uh, you see the advertisement of this product, and it's like, wow, this product does this, this does this. It says it's durable, it says it's dependable, it says it can do all of these different functions. Uh, it says that the battery life on it is this long, uh, and, and it has all of these different usages. And you say, yes, this is great. You purchase the product, right? It comes to your home, you open up the product, and you can't wait to use it. Then you use the product, and then you discover then it was really false advertisement. So what do you do? You're critiquing the product based upon what it has advertised that it is. Not on what you think it is, but your, your your critique is really based upon what the product has been advertised to be to you and brothers and sisters. Let me just suggest that the church is not being attacked, it's being critiqued by the standard that we have stood by that has been given to us, that has been uh, uh, sent forth to the, to the world as a, as, a, as a standard that the church is supposed to reach. And I just simply believe, honestly, brothers and sisters, that the church is being critiqued. Look, the church is taking an open book exam live before a sinful world. I don't know you're thinking that's crazy, but I want you to think about this. Like literally the Bible uh, is, is an instruction manual, right? It's, it's not just the history of God's relationship with the people, but it also gives an instruction manual on how believers are to live. And it also highlights the Messiah, Jesus Christ, Who is our mark? Who is the benchmark that we're supposed to be living towards and shooting for? And and we're supposed to be modeling here on this earth. So the world knows what righteousness looks like, not by what the church claims, but by who Jesus was. They can read about his life. There are people that do not believe in Jesus, who don't care about whether he is uh, the Messiah. Uh, Some of them may see him as a mythical figure. Some of them may uh, see him as just an inspirational leader uh, or or, 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 or some type of maverick or revolutionary, whatever they see him as. But they can read about his life, not just in the Bible, but in other accounts of who Jesus really was. And so they're looking at the church, which bears his name. We are Christians. We are people who are believers and followers of Jesus. Christ and they're looking at the uh that uh, of of the life of Christ and they are measuring us and critiquing us by what hey they have seen and what has been modeled right so I want you to think about this that the sinful world has been given the answer sheet to grade the church's exam now the answer sheet my brothers and sisters is jesus christ come on now i know you with me i want you to think about this they uh, the world has been given the answer sheet right and the answer sheet says look uh we are we are here to judge or to condemn Ah, well, you read God's word and you see what Jesus Christ does. And Jesus Christ, who is God here in flesh, has the the ability to condemn the world. And yet he chooses not to condemn, but he chooses to save the world. So the world is looking at this examination sheet, what at the answer sheet, and they're looking at the church's exam and they're critiquing the church by the way the church answers the questions that are given to it. And so brothers and sisters, when we think about how we as a church have answered the questions that have been posed to us, I want to suggest to you that some of what the world is doing is fair and just because they're critiquing us based upon the answers that they have already seen penciled in by Christ himself. And the reality is, is that We're not being very Christ-like in some of our responses when you look at how Jesus, who is the answer, responded to situations. So I want to ask you, if people were to grade you, my brother, my sister, what type of grade would you get? Not based upon uh, your next door neighbor, because that's that's the easy part. If, if we're grading ourselves by other sinful people, that's easy. You're going to pass every time. You're going to make an A if you compare yourself to Jeffrey Dahmer or the Unabomber or, 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 the, uh, uh, or some kind of serial killer or a rapist or something like that. If you compare yourself to the guy in the, in the community that is a pathological liar, yes, you're going to look great on paper, but what I'm asking you. Is when you compare yourself to the answer sheet, what would people then say about you? That's not an attack of your character. It's not an attack on your beliefs. But what it is, is it's a critique based upon your claim. Uh, Look, while we love asking what would Jesus do, we must ask more often, what did Jesus do? Now, I know that those are kind of similar because when you say what would Jesus do, you're looking back at what Jesus did and you're trying to project based upon what he did, how he would answer. So that's what would Jesus do? But I think that sometimes we get caught up in trying to analyze as opposed to just going back and being very simple uh, and simply looking at how Jesus did the very base and the very core of his ministry and his walk on this earth. And he spent a lot of that time uh, loving on people. Praying for people, restoring people, healing people, bringing people into a right relationship with God and giving God the glory in everything that he did. That's what he did. And I'm asking you, is that what you're doing? His desire to seek and save uh, uh, the lost was his main focus. He reserved the right to condemn, uh, but he is. But instead, he chose to display a level of love and of righteousness that was different from anyone that would have been seen. And I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, the thing that set him apart was not the miracles. The thing that set him apart was not the lessons. The thing that set Jesus apart was who he was. Right now, uh, we can look at even Moses and how Moses had to stand up against uh, Pharaoh, uh, and, and Pharaoh, and he had his magicians, right? So people had seen "quote unquote" magic before, right? Uh, and they had seen trickery. They had seen people uh, use science to achieve things. And so, some of the things that Jesus did, yes, these were miracles, these were phenomena, these are things that could not be explained. But I'm telling you, people had seen similar things before, right? Uh, and and you can also tell this by the fact that there were people that saw his miracles. And even though they followed him, there were still people that did not believe. I'm telling you, they had seen some things like this before. But when Jesus was on the cross, the thing that was in question or the thing that was highlighted was not the fact that he did miracles. The thing that was highlighted was his character because he chose to forgive even when he was being Persecuted, He chose to be compassionate even when he was suffering. He chose to think about others even when he was offered the opportunity to put himself first. The thing that set him apart was literally the way he lived. Yet the church has acted as though we are the Supreme Court over God's law. Brothers and sisters, this is what God Jesus sent here in the first place. Now that's a that's a wide statement, so let's not take that to to be up to heart. But what I'm saying is that Jesus came to fulfill the law. The people had got so caught up in the law, and the Pharisees were uh, and, and using the law to beat and to be brutal and to be a burden upon people. And Jesus said, "Look, I'm coming to fulfill the law. That's not even why the law exists." And here we are, the modern church using the law again to be brutal, to be a burden and to be bruising to people as opposed to using it to liberate people and to bring people into a right relationship with God. Look, Jesus understood something. Chapter 17 of John uh, was his prayer uh, and his prayer was, that we would be one. The reason he prayed that is because he said himself that the world would see that we were one with Christ and that Christ was one with the Father. And because of this oneness, because of our lifestyle, because of our discipline, because of our love, because of our forgiveness, because of our long suffering, because of the mercy we show, because of the grace we show, because of the compassion we show, because of the selflessness that we show, that the world will look at us and will determine without a shadow of a doubt that Jesus Christ is Lord and that the church is a part of him with no questions asked. Jesus himself Uh, He experienced walking on this earth, being examined by the crowd and brothers and sisters. He understood that there would be this challenge that we would face because there will always be many people who are not believers and who are skeptics. And the thing that they have is not what we have promoted to judge us by, but how we have acted to judge us by. Look, some would argue that Jesus's most condemning actions were the words that he spoke. The lessons that he taught. But I want to argue with you that the most condemning action of Jesus was the life that he lived. And I just think, brothers and sisters, as we think about this. That if we were to live our lives a little bit more like Jesus, we wouldn't have to spend so much time screaming, condemning, fussing at, and brutalizing the people who God loves. Look, some would argue that the church is being attacked. But I just want to suggest to you today that the church is really being critiqued. Hey, thank you for joining us on this podcast. Pastor JDO3 is the podcast that you are listening to. And we thank you for joining us during this time. Hey, I want to hear from you. Uh, as you know, you can find me on any of the social medias at hashtag Pastor JDO3. I would love to hear from you. I love to connect with you. Add me. I will add you back. And I love to have discussions about God's word. Hey, bless you. And I will see you on the next podcast.